Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, the card game queen herself, Dragon Rider, and you know her, you love her, it's Smarms. How are we all doing tonight? Oh, good. Um, I mean, today is a kind of exciting day in Hearthstone. There was a lot released, and so there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, I feel like. Yeah, so for for once, yeah. recording on when, or Tuesday has a, is, is, has a payoff, so... I know. I especially after last week, it was a really like weird, rough, off, like just wonky week for like all of us. Uh so yeah. it we actually didn't record last week, which was super weird. Uh but then we get to record tonight and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we have like a ton of things we get to talk about. So it's, yay. <laughs> it's true. The recording last week, that was my fault. I couldn't get my shit together when it came down to it. So, like, I apologize no. to everyone. Yeah. No, it was. It was 100%. <laughs> Smarms and I were there and ready to go, and I just lost my shit. And, like, I couldn't. So, again. About- what's that? It was about fair stuff. But, yeah. you know, we're glad to be here this week. Yes, we are glad to be yes. here this week. So, yeah. Yes. And I'm I'm glad to be here, too. Yeah, we're glad it to see like- you back. Yeah. This has been like a super long last couple of weeks. I don't know. It's uh, I'm I'm not quite ready to talk more publicly. I've already chatted with the, with the two of you, but um, mm-hmm. at, at some point I will like share everything that's been going on. But man, it's it's been weird, and you know I already had uh, difficulty with time, and like now I'm just like I don't know what time is at all the only time i know now is tuesday nights for this recording and other than that like time does not exist (laughs) Uh, time is a weird 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 thing so but we're glad you're here tonight and it feels good to kind of get back to normal with the podcast so and have all three of us here again and like smarm said we had a lot of news today and it's kind of crazy we went from like nothing to like having this whole expansion and keywords and a new patch and so like a new game mode you could go play right now too so like yeah it is uh it's been a day in hearthstone so yeah (laughs) i i don't know how to describe it other than that it has certainly been a day so um but I feel like that's a definitely a good thing, and we've been kind of craving a day like this for a while. Um, it does kind of feel, at least to me, that like this is kind of early for the expansion because the expansion is not coming out until July. So, or I mean, excuse me, August. They said the expansion is not coming out to August, so it feels a little early. But uh, I could be wrong, but. It does feel if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it comes out exactly on August 1st, right? And I think, like, last year it came out on July 23rd. Um, And so, like... Yeah, August 1st, that right. makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's I might five be mistaken. It might have today. said... What? It's five weeks from today. Okay. So, yeah. Which, usually four or five weeks is about when they talk about 
expansion stuff. I think it just feels extra long because we've gotten these mini set cadences recently where now the last like several mini set, it's like they announce it. It's like four or five days of cards and then mini set out. And so mm-hmm. it, it feels like a, like a super whirlwind of stuff where now like a month for an expansion, even though there's way more cards, but also the time frame of a month feels way longer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just uh, it's a complete difference between, you know, us hearing the, you know, having the set uh, mini set announced and then on Thursday and by the time we record, it's out. <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, it is. I mean, it's exciting because it's the second set. It's a full new set. So like, it's definitely a shakeup of, uh, it's going to be a shakeup of the meta. We have new card types, um, new keywords. So like definitely, definitely, definitely good. And it centers around like Ulduar, which was like one of my favorite parts of the war world of warcraft war so like um i'm super excited about that so like that's i always love yeah. the keepers of old war and um yeah so it's i was like yes when they showed tear and hodir i was like i remember fighting both of those so um i was like uh able to play through that campaign because like i just started wow at the beginning of this year Okay. And so, you know, I had a friend who like had like a much higher level character. So like I went through and I did um all of that and it's like A, I'm so glad that I had the friend with the much higher tier character because I would have absolutely died. But then B, like you're right, there was so much interesting stuff going on there and it really did seem like a pretty cool place to pull inspiration from. I mean, it was I mean, a lot of the people I knew and I've read that like in my personal opinion, uh, opinion too, is that Ulduar was the height of raid design um, in World of Warcraft. That's my opinion. Um, so, like, but that had like very, very unique fights that um, uh, and mechanics. You had Flame with Ithon. Um, there was like all the the keepers and all the different mini bosses and the extra bosses and all the additional hard modes it just felt like there was so much there and a lot of it wasn't necessary to get all the way through it so there was a lot of additional challenge plus the um the titan you could fight at the end to uh i forgot what it was the uh they made a card of him earlier i'm pretty sure but um yeah. the observer right i think it was yeah yeah okay so but <laughs> you know before uh, before we get too much farther down this discussion uh, mm-hmm. i'm i'm going to jump in and read last week's poll question or Please I guess do. two weeks <laughs> two weeks ago now yeah it's two um, weeks yeah so we did have a a patch with some balance changes that went live a couple weeks ago and we wanted to know which of the classes in Hearthstone you thought needed the buffs the most. Uh, the choices were Demon Hunter, Mage, Warlock, or Rogue. And the wow, resounding winner was Warlock. 72.2% of you voted for Warlock needing the buffs the most. Uh, second was Mage at 139 
then Rogue at 8.3, and then Demon Hunter at 5.6. Yeah, pretty interesting there. I I think it's a little interesting that Warlock had so much more votes over um, maybe Major Rogue, but also I feel like we haven't seen much Warlock. So honestly, even still that much Warlock after the changes, I still feel like it hasn't been (laughs) as common, sadly. Unfortunately Um, not, no. Yeah, but, you know... It's it's still there. There was some changes. I still think it did change up the meta some. And now, as of today, we have another patch. So we'll talk about that here in a second as well. And we'll have another poll question at the end of this episode as well. Sorry, I was muted, um, as I tend to do, and then I clicked away, and I was looking for the mute button. So let's go through just real quick. Um, the news, so first off, we got the beta for the new mode, Twist. Um, we got, uh, patch 26.6. So the Twist beta season has launched. There is an in-game event, uh, Twist from July 3rd to July 11th. There's an in-game event, Fire Festival, July 11th to August 1st. So usual, you know, usual Fire Festival stuff. Uh, tons of Battlegrounds changes, hero changes, new minions, Battleground Quest returning July 11th, and then there is a special Community Day event. It's a 24-hour event. You can earn 11 packs for watching a total of 6 hours of Hearthstone across Twitch anytime from July 1st, noon Pacific, through July 2nd, noon Pacific. One pack for each, uh, each Ashland... For, for from each Ashlands up to Festival of Legends, plus one Titan spec. Sorry, I, it took me a second to. I knew what that said, and I just could not translate it. My dyslexia was stopping me from translating. So that's okay. I still I've, think that's pretty exciting. I mean, yeah. eleven packs just for watching some Hearthstone, and it's across all of the the twitch um you know hearthstone category so you could watch any streamer you want over that time period and get your packs and that's that's a lot of packs especially since they just launched uh the the twist right so all of those packs correspond to the twist format so if you don't have a lot of cards in your collection or maybe you're kind of returning after a little while of being you know gone from the game you can get quite a few packs there. Um, or if you're like me and you don't really need them on your main account, I will probably claim those on Twitch and then go log into like my Europe or mm-hmm. Asia server and just put them over there. <laughs> yeah, so. that makes sense. I never thought about doing that. That's so smart because like, you know, yeah. sometimes I'll play Battlegrounds on different servers, but like, you know, since I don't have any of the other, like the important cards on those other servers, I never play standard over there. Yeah. The the thing is just remembering to claim the packs on Twitch and then remembering to actually switch the server before you log in because mm-hmm. they'll pop up in game like as soon as you log in. So if you didn't switch the server first, you're like, oh, well, oops, because <laughs> it's, it's not like, um, you know, when you go and buy a, a pre-order, you get to pick. I want this to go on America's server or whichever server you want it on. When you do the drops, it's not that same way it just automatically uh pops it up in game when you log in so yeah if that is something you want to do just remember that you have to uh claim them and then go switch the servers so just be careful with your drops is what i'm hearing so okay yes 
Um, so we have August 1st, um, new expansion, Titans. Um, so, uh, it is going to be coming on August 1st, 145 new cards, new keyword, Forge. Cards with the Forge keyword can be dragged over to your deck and upgraded to its Forge form for two mana. Login reward. The neutral location, Prison of Yogg-Saron. Uh, it is a neutral legendary location. Um, there will be 15 new signature cards. And then we have the Titans Mega Bundle includes 80 Titans. Uh, 80 Titan card packs, excuse me. Five Golden uh, Titan card packs. Um, and one random Titan signature legendary card. One random Titans Golden Legendary card, one Diamond Zilliax Legendary card, the Ing Inge I don't know how you pronounce that Death Knight Hero I, Skin. I think Ing Ing Death Knight Hero yeah. Skin and the Ing card back. The Titans bundle includes sixty Titan card pack, two random Titans Legendary cards, and the Ing card back. So pretty pretty standard for pre orders. That's kind of what we've come to expect. Um, so yeah, the 80, uh, 80s seems to be the bigger, you know, the better deal, but yeah, I, I think though, this one's pretty interesting because we're used to seeing packs and golden packs and some like legendary, but this time they're doing a signature legendary, a golden legendary, the, Z uh, diamond Zilliac. So a diamond legendary mm -hmm. kind of, you know, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're kind of incorporating like all the different like variations of like card you know um what, what's the word i'm looking for their rarity i guess like yeah. card you know design yeah um which which i think is pretty cool you know and with signature cards being able to be disenchanted if you don't give a crap about signature cards or if you don't like the way that these ones look you can disenchant it you cannot craft signature cards but if you don't like it you that's still a huge you know increase in your dust that you can just disenchant it and then be able to you know craft something else in place of that signature um so that's pretty cool yeah so I, oh good smarts oh i was just gonna say i like the guaranteed you know yeah this that kind of feels nice um so like even though you know odds were that you probably were gonna get those before like now it's a guarantee and also you could get more on top of it so it doesn't, like, nobody's leaving that disappointed, I guess, is the nice thing. No, not real. I mean, I always feel like they do, the bundles always feel very nice, in my opinion. Like, it just, uh, how do I put this? It it, it feels like the deals are, are good and generally worth it, so... I mean, I, but again, I always buy the 80 pack. Like, I buy the 80, yeah. the mega bundle. So, like, I get the best, the best deal every time, but it's also 80 bucks. And that's not how everyone wants to play Hearthstone. You know, we're the, yeah. we're yeah. the, uh, outliers in how things are spent. So, but if you're going to pre order it, I, I mean, 80 is the way to go, in my opinion, because you get so much more yeah. for like 20 well, bucks more. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit sad that it's no longer including, like, the 
um, either battleground Pass, stuff yeah. or the pat like right the tavern pass. Um, but I will say too, I, it does seem like they've also done a huge increase in the amount of um, like bundles that are being given away through like creators and special events that they run and stuff too. Uh, so in addition to having a lot of these, they're also giving a lot of bundles away through creators, mm-hmm. which I think is way more than what they used to do. Because um, it used to kind of only be like the top creators who got that. But now as they've um, you know started this um, creator program and basically everyone in the creator program will get bundles and they're kind of expanding on that and adding more people um, They're They're doing that. And I think didn't the last expansion, they also did some... Like during that, uh, what was it? The like rave type thing and the DJ set. They also were dropping bundle codes in chat for people to like claim and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. So it, I think that's kind of cool too. Like just to be able to say like, hey, they're also giving away a lot more bundles. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's awesome. Good for people to have like an opportunity if they don't want to spend the $80, but still have like a little bit of a potential to get the bundles regardless. Mm -hmm. Pro tip as well. If you are looking to win bundles, there's a lot of smaller streamers who give those away that only have like 20 or 30 people in their chats. Go to those streams and try to win bundles. You have a much higher chance. It's true. (laughs) Pro tip. (laughs) Exactly. Source M1. Yes. <laughs> M1, M1 uh, streamer with only 20 or the 30 viewers that gives bundles away. I was going to say, I knew exactly what you were talking about. So, yes, go watch John's stream. <laughs> yes. You should be, anyways, but like, yeah. But you can also win stuff. That's right. So, That's yeah. Right, yeah. Who doesn't want to win stuff? It's a good point. So. All right, then we have, um, so that's really it for the news. Um, so let's just talk cards because, I mean, who doesn't want to talk cards at this point in time? I think that's what everyone's super excited for, right? Yeah. Um, so like the first one that they had like on their big release, um, is a 10 mana 5-7 is it Eunar, the life finder? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a Titan, which is like, you know, the keyword. which I love how it functions like a location with different elements. And I think how they're doing that is so cool. Um, he's like a 5-7, but he's got three different abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like if a location had like three uses, but they're all different and you can use them turn after turn. The other thing I like from like a defensive point of view is that it does have health, so you are able to kill it potentially before it pops off all of its important stuff. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, let let's talk a little bit more about what titans are real quick too. So like mm-hmm. like like Smarm said, they're kind of like locations. They are still minions. Uh titans are legendaries. Each class will get one. There will be additional legendary minions for the classes as well that are not titans but essentially the titans uh including the turn you play it the first three turns they cannot attack like normal minions instead you have what are called abilities 
So it pops up as a discover option. You'll have those three options. And like Swarm said, kind of like a location where those, you know, those are your uses in, in a way. You'll have those three abilities. You'll get to choose one. Once you choose one, the next turn, you can do that. Uh, you'll get that option, but it'll only be the two that you haven't picked. Then the third turn, it'll be that last choice. And then after you have used all three abilities, if that minion is still on the board, then you can attack with it like a normal minion. Um, so I have seen a little bit of confusion on like social media and in discords. Like, what's the difference between a Titan and a Keeper? Because they kind of talked about that in the blog post. And Keepers have, like, Titan powers, but it, it's it's a whole thing. But essentially, Titans are these special things that they don't attack. They have abilities instead. And then Keepers are just, think of it as a regular, it's a legendary minion. Like, normal. So, yeah, I mean... That's very interesting. I wonder, like, so you'll get at least one use out of, um, because you can use one of the abilities the turn it comes down. So you will at least get one use out of them. Um, not sure, like, how, like, what, how strong they're going to be past that. But it is certainly an interesting mechanic. And after you use all three abilities, they can attack like a normal minion. So um, so that's how that, that works. And it's um, super interesting in my opinion. Like I think it's really kind of cool. But like if you look at the, the, the three abilities that um, NR has, she has like – it's like draw – you know, fill up your hand – restore all your life refresh all your mana crystals so which means the turn you play her because she's 10 mana you can refresh your entire mana crystals and then play another complete turn giving Mm -hmm. you a 20 mana turn Mm -hmm. druid's never done that before (laughs) i mean they haven't been doing it on turn 10 typically so I mean, technically, <laughs> being very technical there. Um, usually it's sooner. Uh, but uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's those are all really cool abilities. And like this whole Titan thing seems very cool. But like we can also talk about the other mechanic forge, which we mentioned in the uh, the new section with the other druid card that's been revealed is the spell Embrace of Nature. It says, draw a, uh, draw a choose one card. Forge, it has both effects combined. So, all of a sudden, it becomes... It goes from you just um, drawing a... Uh, like, just drawing a, a random choose one from your deck to if you spend three mana on it, all of a sudden, it's both effects. And they showed it with the um, uh, the the uh, nature card, the one that uh, <laughs> the uh, seven... Oh, yeah, the drum circle? Yeah, drum circle. Was, yeah. yeah. The, ha- drum circle having both effects is really, really powerful, so... And so 
Like Forge, I like because it's kind of in my mind like a combo of um, tradable and mana thirst. So what you do is essentially like the tradable motion, right? If I'm not mistaken, but it costs two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like your card will have whatever cost it costs the same before and after it's just like whether or not you want to invest that two mana into it and I think that is kind of a fun concept of like okay I can play this if I need to right now and it's still pretty decent like you know drawing a choose one card has always been you know historically pretty decent um, if you like plan out what you're getting but then if you're like, okay, if I can wait for the long game and if I'm doing okay enough now, it's it's like that nice balance that I thought was going to be kind of what corpses were. But this seems like it's going to be more of the thing of that investment piece on like, how much am I willing to give up in the short term to get this like more exciting, like long term thing? Yeah, it's it's really cool, too. I, I came to a very similar conclusion of like, even the it has like underneath the mana symbol right it kind of has a little banner with like a blacksmith Smith hammer yeah yeah the anvil and the uh, hammer symbol. yeah yeah anvil that's the word i was looking for thank you <laughs> you know what i meant um and that is just like what they had for tradable right the little banner underneath with the kind of you know circular arrow symbol and also that excites me because to me that means they can come up with even more things like that, that they use that same kind of, they have a symbol in that banner that means you put it over your deck for some effect. So they could branch out and do so many different things with this, which I think is really cool. Um, The difference with this too, is that with tradable, right? You put it over your deck and with tradable, it goes into your deck and then you draw a different card. This one, if you put it over your deck, you spend the two mana that card will stay in your hand, but now it's the forged version. So it's not like you're saying, oh, I'm putting this into my deck now. No, you can, they showed it, you know, okay, this is the only card in hand. They had 10 mana. So they hovered it over the deck. It used two mana. Now they have eight. They spend one to play this forged version of Embrace of Nature. And then they draw that seven mana drum circle. Mm -hmm. So it's, you spend that mana. Um, I think it's also kind of cool because you don't necessarily even have to use that effect right away. Like, let's say you're setting it up for a future turn. It's kind of like a better replacement in some classes than a hero power, right? You say, hey, I want to spend that two mana on forging this card instead of two mana on uh, making a 1-1, you know, Silverhand recruit, right? Like, obviously this card that we're talking about now is Druid, but it's another way to use that two mana potentially at the end of a turn instead of just, oh, I guess I'll hero power. Like, it's just another use for the mana. And I think that's a really clever way of combining a lot of these different concepts into a new card type. Yeah, and it's also, like, for Priest, it's really good for Priest because there's a lot of times where you spend that two mana and you're just throwing it away. Essentially, you're wasting it. Yeah. So being Good able point. to forge a priest or like one of those like neutral minions. And I don't know if priests are going to run the neutral minions. But I mean, generally, those are pretty mediocre from historical knowledge of what we what we've seen in the past. But like it still gives you an option to upgrade on something where like hero powering is not the best option in the world so like it definitely 
makes turns more flexible, which I think overall has a very positive effect on the game. So, okay. So, one uh, Dragon Raider, why don't you talk about uh, the next card we have in Hunter? Oh, I would love to. All right. So the next one we have is Hodier, Father of Giants. It's a Hunter Legendary. Eight mana, eight, eight. Battle cry, set the stats of your next three minions you play to eight, eight. Ooh, that's so cool. Uh, it's a little slow, right? Like you can't play, mm-hmm. like this is eight mana itself. And then you have to play minions after that to set them to eight, eight. But you do have to play them. You can't just like summon. So you can't just like, hey, I'm going to play like some wild seed things and have them all summoned. And then look, they're all eight eights. Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> and aren't but, we so glad? Because that would be yeah, a real bad that, time for the rest d- of us. That would be would so be. busted. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you can't, I don't think, have an effect like this and have it include any summoned type minions. Can you imagine doing that and then like using... uh uh what is that one the strangle thorn hearts mm-hmm. and having just it revive and just make whatever you revive like eight a, a, a hydralodon into an eight eight like no no you can't you can't do that like that would just be so busted if you spend the the seven mana next turn to play hydralodon and it's an eight eight okay but you had to pay for it but like yeah it I think they have to set it this way. It would be too busted otherwise, but it still seems really fun. It's a, it's a little bit slow, but honestly, if even if there's something like that you have that's super cheap, if you wait till like turn 10, play this and then play some like two mana thing, you still get a two mana 88, right? So I mean, there's the zero still... manas that you could put in. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> those still count. Wait, are, are we running Wisp and Murloc Hunter now? Is that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's go. That would be my plan with it. I don't know if, like, that's the right plan, but, like, based on just, like, first things, yeah, I'm stuffing my deck with just this card, some means to draw this card, and just, like, the shittiest, tiniest little minions, (laughs) because it doesn't really matter if they're going to be 8-8s. Yeah, okay. She's got a point. I honestly did not think of that, but that is great. And now I want to see an 8-8 little, like, penguin or an 8-8 little wisp. That's great. And this is why Stone Tusk 4 is no longer in standard. Oh, yeah. Can you? Oh, could you imagine? No. But wait, Free Bird. Free Bird has charge. You could make Free Bird an 8-8 that also gets buffed the more Free Birds you play. How much does Free Bird cost? What, six? It's it's four. So go 8-8 and then stack with whatever other Free Birds. Do we think that that would happen, like... What what's the order of operations are we thinking? Like, do you think it'd go to eight eight and then add stuff on top I, of it? I think it would. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this plus free bird is busted as hell. It's, okay, we're we're coming up with all the memes here. Yeah. I love it. It's definitely worth thinking about. So okay, let's move on to mage. We're just gonna move down through all the cards. Not that many were revealed. So. We've got a about like like we said earlier about five weeks until the set comes out, so there's plenty of time. Um, so we go to Mage, and first up is a new mech. Also, they're bringing back um, uh, Magnetize. Magnetize is coming back too. They announced that in the in the the, the uh, release video. So 
magnetizes back. Um, yeah. And it is functioning like how it functions in Battlegrounds, where you can have a full board and you can magnetize to it. So don't do what I do in Battlegrounds, because I keep forgetting that, which is like, you know, just like kill off one of your own guys so then you can like then magnetize. You don't need to do that anymore. Correct. So um but uh so the first is uh inquisitive creation it's a four mana three four mech battle cry deal one damage to all enemy minions improved by each spell school you've cast this game that seems pretty good for mage that is like if you're trying to be like a more controlly mage that definitely seems like um something very easy to hit frost arcane fire you know there's a few other the uh the um uh dual class uh spells so I think this is going to be a, a decent card a decent option I should say I don't know how good it's going to be overall but it's it's still mechanically cool to look at so that's what I'm trying I guess what I'm trying to say so yeah Pretty interesting. I also like that it's just all enemy minions, uh, and it doesn't hit your opponent's face. Um, if I were playing it, I would want it to hit my opponent's face, but man, if a mage was playing this and it hit my face too, I would be so unhappy. I would I would hate this card. <laughs> so I personally am thrilled that it just says all enemy minions and not just all enemies. I mean, if it said all enemies, we'd be really in business with this card, but... Yeah, true. So, Smarms, you want to talk about the Titan? Uh, yes. Sorry. Um, Norganon, right? Uh, Norganon. I think it's Norganon. I think that's how they oh, said I, it. I, I, okay. It, it's well, it's I not Norganon. It Zelda ways. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not Ganon. Yeah. No, that's fine. I. I think I was the only reason. I like. I would have said that too had I not watched the the reveal video. So I was like, oh. yeah. Wait, okay. Norganon. I totally, uh, I totally watched that and I missed the pronunciation. I think <laughs> I, I could be wrong, 100%. Like, this could just me be being me being stupid. So who knows? But, um, so yeah, this is the Titan for Mage. It's a six mana. Um, it's just, but the thing, and it's a three eight. But the thing about this one is the abilities are super um cool in that i i'm pretty sure i that i read somewhere like that they double after you use the yep. other that's yeah. that's, that's with the text the, yeah oh, that's the text yeah, card yeah. sorry i was like, after this uses ability double the power of the other abilities explaining the titan ability you know the titan you know that that was just like some standard titan text so i didn't even bother reading it and then i was like looking at the other things um you know which is amazing because one of its abilities is to um deal five damage but like if you use that on your if like you get it to live to the third turn that is dealing 20 damage to whatever so 20 damage to face in one turn if you're able to keep this thing alive is kind of miraculous um there's the other one that's um uh each enemy card costs like one more so then it's going to double to uh cost two more if you've already used an ability and then up to four more like next mm -hmm. turn 
And then I somehow, when I was putting the document together, managed to miss its third ability. Which is so uh, unlimited power, uh, cast one random mage secret in its base form, then two, then four. So its final okay. form is cast four mage secrets. So yeah. Yes, which could be hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, like, obviously secrets aren't my, like, go-to, but it is still a funny effect. It is. That's That's definitely for sure. So, like... I, this is interesting, like, the make things cost more is very unique. I mean, like, it's, I guess it's not u- unique, but it's like the, um, the, uh, cult neophyte of, uh, aura for all your opponent's cards. So, it seems real useful, so. Yeah, the the really interesting thing, I think, not only about this one, well, I mean, especially with this one, with the doubling of the power of the other abilities, I think it especially impacts this one, but just the idea of you have to make your decisions a little bit more thoughtfully on which order you want to use the abilities in, mm-hmm. and that can change each game, right? So something like this where maybe you're not really going to be able to kill your opponent with a, you know, keeping this thing around for three turns and then dealing 20 damage to their face, right? Like maybe it is just going for, hey, I'm going to deal five damage on the first turn I play it and kill off a minion. And then the second turn, I'm going to take that ancient knowledge and make enemy cards cost two more next turn. And then maybe you don't even get the third effect because it dies off. Or you could do it in any order. I just I think that that whole concept is super cool, and I love the decision making that's going to come with these titans and the decision making for opponents. Right? Like, wow, I probably need to kill their titan off asap before they continue getting these abilities. Uh, so maybe I should do something about that. Um, but yeah, the the doubling effect is really interesting. I think that really impacts which order you choose those abilities in even more. And, you know, how long the my thing and, like, the thing that I'm always going to be worried about primarily is, like, you know, you can worry about optimal play. And I'm going to worry about, like, okay, how long can I keep this alive? Because if I only think I'm going to keep it alive the first turn, I'm doing five damage. And I'm just going to consider that is yeah. okay. But, I think that's well, a perfectly I, reasonable way to look at that, too. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. I think especially after people play with them more. I don't really see a lot of cases unless it's like some just you really can't answer it and then you're probably not winning that game anyways. I don't think anyone's going to get to the third ability of their Titans. Yeah, generally. Yeah, it it does feel like something that is a win more. (laughs) But I mean, it does feel like in certain regards that like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, uh. Like, the Druid one seems all of those abilities seem very, very um, effective for for a 10-mana Titan. These ones, I don't know, if it doesn't live past that first turn, kind of like spending 6 mana to, to get a 3-8 and cast a random Mage Secret, or make your opponent's cards cost one more, so like, 5 damage is basically the only one that like is kind of worth it and like so it's it's a weird like kind of area where you if there's a way you can make it last if you've got like a couple secrets or you can like 
play it later and put down like a counter spell or you know do something to like protect it a little bit earlier or to set it up so you can get more than one use out of it would be ideal i think so but it is like a six mana so i do feel like the like you know there are some obvious spells where somebody can get rid of it but like your hope is that they're you can play it enough to where like their board wouldn't mm-hmm. be gigantic enough to kill that eight mana all in one go or at least that would be my hope but i yeah it's an I mean, unknown that's i mean like don't think that w- the t- at least like the titans will basically have soft taunt right because they're going to be like they'll just they have to die like there's no like ifs ands or buts about it they just have to die because you can't let something like that stick around and get like that one has like like if it lives one turn it seems like it would have probably paid for itself at that point in time just because it's like oh no this is this is really like getting to like cast a bunch of mage secrets the next turn turns out probably you know, two mage secrets after you made their, you know, did five damage. And then maybe if the secrets help you, you can make it to that second turn. And then all of a sudden you make their cards cost four more in the next turn just because you made things difficult. So I, I definitely see that, that there are uses there for that card. Um, and the Titans, obviously. So like, it's interesting because they can attack though, too. They're like a location. So like, how much do you want to pump into something that may only make your life slightly more inconvenient, especially after they cast the, if they leave up the five one, you know, if, if they don't do the damage on the opener, you probably want to kill it immediately. But like, I could see making an argument to ignore it if they just open with five damage. So. See, and that that's why I, like love these cards already yeah we have already day one like these were just announced we saw some and we're already like speculating and like okay this plan but if this happens but you could do this thing first but then if your opponent does this you could do this like i just i think that that is such a cool concept Mm -hmm. and i i think that's very good for a strategy game and for a card game to like immediately have a lot of like give and take and push and pull in thoughts and strategies for cards i hope that these are decently balanced uh because i i would i'm really gonna be a little heartbroken if we see like hey two of the classes titans are like super overpowered and then the other ones are just kind of like dumb and nobody wants to use them like that's gonna feel a little bit bad so i do hope that they are all kind of built or, or created in a way that they do have some use. Um, Cause I think, you know, in a way these are like, these are kind of the big thing of this expansion, right? Like in the past we've had death Knights in the past, we had hero cards in the past. We had uh, colossals. Then we had locations, right? And now we have these Titans and you want them to feel powerful, especially since they're legendaries, but if they don't, it's gonna feel really lackluster and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's then talk about uh, Dragon. You want to talk about the Paladin cards? 
Yes. Okay, there's two paladin cards. I am I love these. Especially this first one. Noble Minibot. Minibot! Yay! I'm so excited. Minibot's back. Okay, I love him. And this little artwork is so cute. Um, so it's a two mana, two, three mech with magnetic. After this attacks, give a random minion in your hand, plus one, plus one. I don't know about you two, but I am excited for a cheap magnetic minion. Like, I feel like a lot of the magnetics, I think the cheapest that we have right now is what, three? But a two cost magnetic that actually has a decent effect seems great. Being mm -hmm. able to like discover into this and potentially actually use it the turn you discover it seems great. Minibot was just, I mean, like such a cool card in its first form. Um, you know, maybe the hand buff, eh, okay, but still, in Paladin especially, there are some rush minions, there's Divine Shield, and with mechs as well, I think just the plus one, plus one actually seems pretty decent uh, for Paladin. I would say so. Like, that's perfectly acceptable, and like, it's obviously something that can go face, because it's magnetized, so like... It definitely opens up a lot of doors for sure. So, like, I think it's a very positive thing. Like, I think that this is a good minion. Um, because not only does it add two, three stats for two mana, it also gives plus one, plus one to something in your hand. And, like, so that's a big thing. Like, it, it definitely feels like a worthwhile minion. And I think the cool thing is like every time it attacks. So with mm -hmm. it being magnetic, you know, whatever other thing you're able to get on this mech card, you know, can you like, I don't, is there anything that gives them wind fury right now? Like it's been so long since I've seen like some sort of mech wind fury, but um, I don't can you imagine think that so. with that? But like, so yeah, I just think that that's super cool combined with like all the paladin divine shields that typically happen. Like, that's mm -hmm. a really great effect. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Right. And then the other Paladin one we have is a legendary. It's tier seven mana four five. Battle cry. Resurrect a two, three, and four attack Paladin minion. Wow. Okay, so there there's a couple of things here. First, the stats of this body itself. Obviously seven mana for a four five. Pretty weak. But I think the effect makes up for it. You're resurrecting mm -hmm. three minions. Uh, you do have to focus on the attack of the minions, which is kind of interesting. It's not two, three, and four mana minions. It's the attack of them. Uh, but it's also specifically paladin minions, which I think this is the first time that we've seen a class-specific resurrect like this. I think so, too. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. We've seen just resurrect right we've seen like resurrect undead minions but now we're seeing a class specific resurrect so it, it's very interesting the kind of ways that they can slightly change things um depending on what cards might come out i can already see a couple i mean maybe something like the mini bot uh as a two attack thing um four attack i'm thinking what the uh oh now i can't remember what it's called the, the 4-2 that has Divine Shield and puts one in the bottom. Mag. Wow. 
my brain. Uh, are we talking? Wait, say that again. The the the, the Asharan Mooncatcher. Yes, that one. And the Sunken Mooncatcher is what it yes. puts. It's three mana, four two. Sorry, I was muted. Yes. Yes. No, you're yeah, you're okay. So yeah, so it's four attack. So you you. It's kind of interesting because I think at least for me, I know I've kind of been in that habit of a lot of resurrect effects that we've had before have been focused on the uh, mana cost. So this time it's like, oh, well, now I got to think about what their attack is. But there's so many implications for something like this that it it really is kind of interesting how you have to balance the attack and the fact that it's a paladin and not a neutral minion that you might want to resurrect. So just very, very interesting. Um, it could fit into like pure paladin type decks. Maybe it goes into something else depending on what surfaces. Uh, so it, it seems very interesting, but this seems like a cool uh, legendary that I think people will at least want to try. I agree. Like that is so unique and different because yeah, the attack and, you know, you kind of start to wonder like, okay, is that as the base minion? Is that as like, you know, your other one gives plus one, plus one to things in hand. Are those going to count like those stats? I um I don't think, think it so. should go off base. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, but I don't think it. I don't think it would resurrect something that has been with something magnetized on it. I right. don't yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like the the moon catcher that we mentioned, right? It's the four attack, two health with the divine shield. If you put a mini bot on it, it will be a six five. But if you resurrect it with tear, it will just be that base four two with divine shield. Okay. Okay. Then yeah. All right. Then next we have um. Uh. So which smarms? I feel like you should talk about it because you were the one who said you loved it. So. Okay. Yeah. So we have spider bot. Um. It's a. Three mana, three, four. Um, it's a mech beast, which is kind of exciting. Um, it's magnetic and it has stealth for one turn. And it is fucking adorable. <laughs> like, so I love it so much. Um, it is a rogue card, which I kind of find interesting because, like, I don't really think of rogue as, like, mech or beast heavy. But, you know, they're able to figure out a lot of weird different stuff. Um and it's just the cutest thing I've about ever seen. Like, that's all. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of interesting play with it. Um, I'm not sure. Like, um, but, yeah. I think it's kind of fun. So. Uh, I, yeah. I love the way it's spelled. I don't know about yes. you. <laughs> S-P-E-Y-E-D-E-R. Spider. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's so good. <laughs> and those E's are threes. So even say, yes. yes. Oh, did I did the I say E? Yes. yes. Did I say E or three? You They're said definitely E's. threes. Yes. Oh gosh. But They're that's threes. Why... Yes. Okay. Clearly, my brain is just like it's having a day. Automatically, it's yeah. Yes, they're threes. You are correct. You're fine. But it's amazing. You're fine. <laughs> it is amazing. It's pretty funny too. So. Okay, and then we have Warlock is the last class card, and we have, it's a three mana, two durability location, the Forge of Wills. 
Choose a friendly minion. Summon a giant with its stats and rush. That's a pretty, pretty useful ability. That's, um, I would describe it as impressive <laughs> and good. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's a very good location. It does something extremely powerful because it just creates uh, a copy essentially of not a copy but summons a giant with the stats of whatever you put it on so like you have an 8-8 on board you've essentially you have an 8-8 with rush now so like or whatever the stat line you you're you know putting on the board so it's a super Super good location. It's not too bad on price. It's three mana, two durability. It's board control. I mean, even if you do something like a 3-4, it's still a rushing 3-4 after you played a 3-4. So, like, seems good. It seems very, very universal for Warlock. Yeah. It does, like, that is exciting. Um, Like, I do wonder about the balance with it only having two uses um, and, you know, locations not being able to have that use in between. Like, right. I almost think this would be more functional if it, like, two mana and only had one use, but maybe that's just me and thinking about, like, having a giant beefy boy, but... You know, you never know. I also don't play a lot of warlocks, so I might be completely wrong on how <laughs> well this is going to fit in with all of their stuff. Eh, it, it depends. And of course, you know, this, we have no idea what other cards are coming with the rest of the set that might also impact too. But I, I personally, I feel like if there was a location that only had one use, it either better be a incredibly powerful, mega busted use if I'm using it only once, or it would never, ever see play. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> because totally that fair. I guess just the three mana with, like, Rush, like, because, like, then it just feels like you would have played a different minion, you know, that would have attack next turn, but I get well, what you're saying. didn't the most recent Paladin location come out? Isn't it a three mana, two uses, and it gives all of your minions for that turn Rush? Like any minions that you have on board, you can you use it once and it gives all your minions rush. So this is creating a giant with the stats and rush, and you're picking. But I don't know. I it's it's creating potentially one big thing of your choosing instead of giving all of the things you already have rush as opposed to paladin. But I would say they're pretty similar in terms of the the three mana two uses. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, in my mind, it fits. So, like, yeah. Okay, real quick, we can, we're approaching the end of the show. We can just hit these last three ones. Uh, we already talked about Prison of, I mean, I guess there's four cards, but Prison of Yogg-Saron. Yeah. It's pretty I, uninteresting. I have a quick question. Yes. I have a quick question for you both. For Prison of Yogg-Saron, this... Uh, legendary location. When you first saw it, did you think it was neutral, or did you think it was a class card? Uh, it looked like a class card, but it's... What class? Uh, rogue, I guess, would be more of the thing. Like, the color scheme. Smarms? Okay, I feel like my answer's 
I had somebody introducing the cards to me. So, like, I feel like that's not a fair, like, they told me oh. it was a neutral. <laughs> so, I didn't really okay. have any first impressions. I knew going into it Do, that it was going to be Does it neutral. look like a neutral to you? Looking at the artwork. I don't it's know. I just bluer yeah. and a lot more glowy than most neutrals, but that's I, just... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like it really kind of has that gray. And when I saw it in the blog post, I at first thought it was a rogue card. Okay. And then I had to read, it's a neutral card. And I was just curious, like, how many other people thought that as well. Because to me, it just, it does not, if you look at it, like, yeah, it it does not look the same as the neutral cards. Like, the no. neutral kind of grayish. It really looks more like a rogue card, I feel like. It's, yeah. like, in between. Like, the the coloring is, like, halfway between neutral and rogue to me. But I was... There's not a lot of border on the card, so there's not a lot of color to see. So no. I was like, oh, a rogue thing. And then I was like recording my video and then literally went, oh, wait, it says neutral. Oh, what? It looks like a rogue card. So I was very confused. And I'm like, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's going to be confused by that. That's fair. Um, So real quick, just go over it. Um, It's a uh, seven mana location. With three durability, uh, choose a character, cast ran- four random spells, targeting it if possible. So, um, so you can target their face with this too. So, I mean, seven mana for it to randomly cast four spells, uh, doesn't seem like the best to me. So, maybe I'm wrong, but this seems silly and flavorful and uh you're not gonna put it in a deck ever unless you're swarms and you want the chaos yeah (laughs) that's the thing is i was about to say like not on any deck that i'm trying to climb with it's going to be my like first card played it's a meme deck yeah yeah it's 100 meme pure mountain water meme that's the Yogg-Saron way, right? Like, if it's Yogg-Saron, it's gotta be just random and chaotic. I mean, yeah, but it could also be good, too. Like, the old Yogg-Sarons were both good. They were <laughs> random and chaotic, but they were both good, so, like... Fair. Just because they're chaotic doesn't mean they have to be awful. <laughs> so True. We'll see, we'll see. This... This might be impacted more in certain classes, depending mm-hmm. on what spells are available. Is it, does it cast, cast I mean, I assume like Yogg-Saron of the past, it just randomly casts whatever spells it wants to. So. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, we'll get, we'll go through the last uh, three um, uh, cards. There's a three mana, three, three with Rush. Cyclopean Crusher. So it's a three mana three three like shopkeeper, but it has um uh forge on it and forge of gain plus three plus two. So nothing fancy, it just shows off the uh the forge mechanic, right? It you buff it up and it becomes a uh a six five for three. Okay. Then we have Fate Spinner, another three mana three three. Death Rattle, get a copy of the card that killed this. Interesting. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Does it have any new mechanics? 
Um, and then finally, there's the Son of Hodir. It is an eight mana, eight eight battle cry. Shuffle four eight eight giants into your deck that are summoned when drawn. That is a little bit more interesting on a eight eight that does nothing, but it's still an eight eight that does nothing for eight. So like, um, unless you're like shredding through your deck. That is kind of a tough sell in my in my mind. So, um, I don't know. With how long games have been going on recently, maybe that's just like my feeling. I feel like there's definitely some decks that would see, like, they're not going to get all four of them out. But even if you get like two free eight eights, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, it's not it's not like the end of the world if you don't get it all, but like it doesn't seem extremely strong just because like unless you draw them like almost immediately, so it's still an 8/8 eight, eight that does nothing for 8. So like those generally tend not to see play, but yeah. I think out of these, I'm actually pretty interested in the Fate Splitter. Yeah. Um, because it specifically get a copy of the card that killed this, it could be a spell. Like, mm-hmm. if your opponent uses a spell that kills this, you'll get a copy of that spell. If they attack into it with, like, a value trade, right? So they attack with, like, a higher cost Dominion and trade, then you'll get that bigger, higher cost Dominion. Um there are some death rattle shenanigans in some of the classes, right? Where maybe you could like copy the death rattle or set the death rattles off, which you wouldn't want to just set the death rattle off on this because it's not getting killed. So that wouldn't do anything. But, you know, I don't know. In like Death Knight, right? The um, That one mana spell that puts the death rattle of a minion onto adjacent minions. right? A death growl, I think is what it's called. Like you could try something like that. I don't know. It's just... There might be something I'm interested to see. I'm always interested with death rattles because death rattles to me always feel either really hit or really miss. <laughs> so this is a kind of intriguing one and I hope it's more of a hit than a miss, but we'll see. It is a very much we'll see with that too. I mean, but it it is at least interesting. Like it gives like playing it's like priest or something where it's like, Oh, I'm going to use a board clear to clear your board, and it gives you one right back to fire back at them. Or, like, there's, like, about a hundred different ways that can go. That card makes things interestingly difficult. So, that's, like... Yeah. So, I get it, and I think you're right. It is an interesting card that could have a lot of different effects on combat, so... Yes. And interesting does not always equal good. Uh yeah, good or like played in top tier decks, but I find it interesting and it's one I want to keep my eye on. <laughs> I agree. So All right, well that's what we have from Titans so far. Um what do we have for a poll question this week? Dragon Rider Yes. So with the announcement of the new expansion, Titans, we want to know which part of the new expansion you are most excited about. Are you most excited about the Titan cards themselves? Are you excited about the Forge keyword? Or are you just excited to be seeing new cards? Uh, Let us know and we will talk about the results on next week's show. 
Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com, and you can follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat, K-A-T, and you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline Cat, Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG. Or if you want to try to follow along with everything that I do, the best place to find all of it is going to be DragonRiderTCCG.com. And Smarms, take us home. All right. You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at SendMeYourArms. You can also find me on Blizzlet. Yay! So thank you everyone for tuning in this week. It's was a very exciting um episode to record, especially just with everything that's coming down the pipeline. So this has been a very exciting week for all of us and we appreciate you hanging out. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. Which classes Titan will have the biggest or best ultimate power? We'll find out on next week's episode. Maybe. Boom. <laughs>